0: Welcome back to the Half Swing Shinty podcast, where we review and preview the week's shinty from all over Scotland. In the week where the Super Mario movie broke box office records with the most successful opening of all time for an animated film, there was lots of great shinty. And to go through it all with me, I have a man for who, consuming mushrooms and pursuing a blonde damsel for hours on end, is just a normal Saturday night on Socky Hall Street. It's Kami Middleton. Kami, it's great to see you again. What I want to know is who is your go-to character on Mario Kart? (laughs)
1: That was not as offensive as usual and probably more to the truth, actually. (laughs) Um, No, um, uh, I didn't play a lot of Mario when I was younger. So, I mean, really, take your pick, Princess Peach, maybe. I don't know. I'm guessing it was more your game.
0: Well, I'm surprised to hear that. I thought Mario Kart was a pretty universal thing. You know, we're roughly the same age. The Wii was pretty big growing up. But I don't know, maybe maybe you matured a bit faster than I did. And I'm still, I'm still sitting around trying to get the record on Rainbow Road. And you're long
1: done with, uh,
0: well, with well, maybe, the game. But...
1: Maybe the other way about. Maybe I'm just playing outside immaturely. And you're back <laughs> playing games like everyone else was, I
0: yeah, maybe, maybe. We won't go too far into that. Um, my, I was a Donkey Kong man myself, but there's course, no point. In. That. that That probably means very little to you, uh, given the fact <laughs> you never played it at all. So we'll just skip the rest of that segment. <laughs> <laughs> what did Apologies. you get up to the weekend, my man?
1: Um, I played Invernary for the second time in two weeks and it was a close game, but sadly another defeat. So that was a sore one, always as a sore one losing to them. But I went out for my pal's birthday in Glasgow after it. Um, to kind of go over it. And that was good fun. Really enjoyed that. And then after that, enjoyed probably one of the laziest Sundays I've ever had. I think I watched about five films on the couch, which was fantastic. So I overall, good enough weekend, I What about yourself?
0: Yeah, it was good. It was good. Um, obviously, I just got back from my um, trip away to Italy on the Wednesday pretty last dope. week, um, which was great, really hot. Uh, football was pretty poor quality, but still fun to be at, you know, um, being at the UV game, been a Lazio game. It's 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 good, even though the quality wasn't necessarily there. It was just typical sort of Serie A football, I guess, you know, like quite defensive, structurally sound. Right, yeah. So it wasn't um it wasn't goal a minute, but it was definitely good fun. Uh, so yeah, by Saturday I was just starting to lose a little bit of the fear, um, but it wasn't completely <laughs> gone. Had a few beers with the old firm, went to watch Beaulieu, two disappointments there. Went into town mm. on the Sunday to watch Arsenal, Liverpool. Another disappointment there after being 2-0 laps, so it wasn't a great weekend for me, to be honest, Cami, but we're ready and raring to go for this weekend, so that's the main thing. Yeah,
1: I think after a a quite prolonged period of time in Italy, you deserve kind of like an average weekend after that. Um, Was was the football good or was it just a bit boring? Uh,
0: It was good fun. Um, Yeah. You can get beers at the stadium, so even if the football's really bad, then then you can you can get it down the the entertainment factor for the football was pretty low. Um, although obviously like it's a different kind of quality than you see going to Ross County games, which is my nearest club. Um, you know, seeing Milinkovic-Savic, Immobile, Di Maria. It's not really the same kettle of fish as 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 uh yeah. game of trophy, So that was cool, but yeah, I think maybe it would have been nicer to see some more entertaining games. But like I said, Serie A doesn't necessarily it's not necessarily the home of uh, of exciting, you know, forward thinking football. It's yeah. uh, it's a lot more structural, isn't it? Um new job, I think. Congratulations on that. When do you start?
1: Yeah, um, so I'll be a telecom surveyor. I won't go into the boring details because I don't think anyone wants to hear that. No, <laughs> but you're right. Yeah, new job. <laughs> exactly. Uh, new job for me. Start about three or four weeks. So that'll be my priority. But... I'll still be doing a bit of journalism and kind of sports writing on this side. So, I I mean, these Shinty reports still need to write themselves, don't they mate? And I'm sure you'll end up getting roping men to go into the north and south under 21s or something again.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I'll be I'll be looking <laughs> to use the most of you. I take it that means uh, with the new job, you'll still be able to play for Stracker Dunoon on the weekends?
1: Um, Unfortunately for everyone in Stracker and Dunoon, yes, that would be the case. <laughs> I'll still be stinking the place out. <laughs>
0: Okay, that's good. Um, we better get into it then. We're going to start the podcast, Bye. as we have been doing recently, with the Wheeler News. Uh, picking up on some things that are getting Tang's wagging from the week that was. Kami, I'll let you choose something that caught your attention from the weekend first.
1: Yeah, I'll start. I always like starting and kind of chatting on one of the YouTube games. Obviously, gives me a chance to watch yeah. it. And I'm always interested to see what wins are on offer. This week, it was Sky against GMA, which was a big fan of. I expected a really close game, I had a Sky win on kick tip and it was a Sky win in the end, I think it was a cracking strike from Jordan Murchison, Um, but I thought it was an even game and maybe even slightly scrappy at times. Uh, From what I've seen, I'd say Sky deserved the two points, but I do think a bit more quality up front from both sides could have made it a bit more of an entertaining fixture. In saying that, I thought Madagal's defence was solid, I mean... A back four of J.D. McKenzie, Ryan Harris and Craig Anderson. I think it was Finlay Ralston as well on its mm. day is one of the best in Shinty. I don't think there's actually any debate on that. Um, but it's a firepower up top, which I mm. think might be GMA's undoing this season. I mean, it's very, very early doors, but it's been four games, four losses and only one goal. And looking at their games, no wins against both last year's national sides in Bulley and now Sky. And a team they know they can beat like they did in the Celtic Cup final last year in Kyle's. So... Good game. Um, quite like the watch, but maybe worrying times for GMA.
0: Yeah, I think that's probably quite fair to be honest. Um, I like you watch the game. Well, I tried to watch it, I found it quite attritional, to be honest. Some of the some of the <laughs> stuff, you know. I thought that it was uh, it was a tough watch, especially because obviously by the time it gets uploaded, I know what the score is. So I know I'm only waiting for one goal. And, you know, I, I watched the first 20, 25 minutes and then I just skipped forward to, to try and watch the, the action around the goal time because...
1: Yeah, like some some weird bits of like good play and kind of yeah. like some cracking hits field football followed by really scrappy shinty. I don't know if the pitch had anything to do with that, but yeah, it was, it was a bit of a slog at times.
0: Yeah, I, I certainly thought that. Um, and I think you're right to point out that GML you know, they'll be really disappointed so far um, with the season, uh, especially coming up against, as you said, Beaulieu and Sky, you know, two teams who've come up into the division and if they've got aspirations of staying in the division, which I'm sure they would have done at the start of the season, these are points that you really need to pick up or certainly, you know, games that you can't really afford to lose. Um, Now, admittedly, both of those have been away from home. Um, I think once they get the guys, you know, Beaulieu, Sky, the other teams around them, uh, down to Yorker, it might be a different story. But yeah, not a great start to the season so far for GMA. Um, great for Sky to pick up the first their first two points of the season. Um, I guess GMA did pick up in the middle of the season after a slow start last year and had a really strong um, sort of middle part. So if they can manage to do that again, they might well be able to fire themselves to safety. But we'll just have to wait and see. That's what we think. Um, But let's hear from the people involved. First up Sky manager Kenny McLeod, then his opposite number Alan McRae, followed by friend of the pod, James Pringle.
2: Delighted to get a win. First Premier League win. Um, It was kind of ugly at times, but I thought two very good defences and you know in the second half it was it was going to be a goal that was going to clinch it I think but we were lucky it was, it, it was us but um, happy with the fitness and we've still got a wee bit of pre-season rust but now we'll get a run of games and um, hopefully pick up some more results as the month goes on
1: Ah, oh, just about get it, it was a close game I lost a goal you know it's really one nothing's is a very very tight game but you know we should be we should be hitting the target I, and should be looking to score goals too, I, we just, just didn't get there today. D- disappointing.
0: Uh, you know, it was good but um, difficult at times, we were kind of a wee bit lack of a run of game, so our sharpness wasn't amazing but um, yeah I mean we toughed it out, the defence was obviously pretty tight, they're always good players so um, I know it was good in the end uh, but yeah, tough. <laughs> Great to hear from those guys there, and yes, I did manage to find the time to download the videos from Facebook, convert them into audio, and get them in the podcast again, but as I said last time, don't hold your breath for that every week, because it does take some time for what is essentially a minute and 20 seconds worth of content. Um, I'm going to talk about something a bit more shinty-wide. I think a couple of things I want to talk about today are more shinty-wide rather than specific, but... What really impressed me and what I was really excited about but felt sorry for Asti was doing the scores at the weekend was the goals galore across the divisions. There was 107 goals across 20 games in the unisex leagues this weekend, making for an average of 5.35 goals per game, which is, you know, really incredible viewing. And if you include the women's games, that goes up to 146 goals across just 27 games for an average of 5.4 goals per game. But I want to talk specifically about the national division, which saw an average of 7.25 goals per game across the games in that league. I would say probably Glenn Eckert's win against Lecabre was a standout fixture. I, I thought going into it, Lecabre get both points here, and indeed that's what I put on kick tip, but that's just not how it panned out at all. Instead, we ended up with an incredible seven-goal game with Ben Delaney's three goals for Lacaber cancelled out by goals from John Barr, David McLennan, and a Chris Mack race. Elsewhere in the National, Fort William put down a marker with a dominant display up at Canuck, where Graham Campbell scored an incredible five goals. And it was a case of anything you can do, we can do better for Kilmali, who won by nine goals at Mossfield against Celtic, with Lewis Burrell also grabbing five. The other match was an all-South affair, which saw Inverary defeat Colglen 2-0 in Glendareul. What will be more worrying for Cole Glenn in the defeat, I think, will be the red card that Andrew McVicker picked up, as he will now miss this weekend's reverse fixture in the Celtic. Tommy, Cole Glenn's in your neck of the woods. What did you hear about that game?
1: Yeah, um, I mean, I heard it was a decent game. Always is against them too. Cole Glenn, we're missing danger man Dan McDonald as well as Fergus Reid, who's kind of cemented his place in the defence. Also, I'm not 100% sure, but I think Inverne De quite a strong side heading to this one. Uh, some fringe first team boys were able to help the seconds out in our game against them so I think numbers were on their side as mm-hmm. for the game itself I was told it was pretty even and somewhat physical in the first half um, but after the restart I think Embraer really just kind of showed their experience and kind of scored two decent goals as well and uh, kind of put Cogley to the sword um, Andy Vicker is a passionate player say the least um, hmm. so I think a back and forth of the referee was always ending one way for that so yeah I think he'll be really missed for the return fixture I think which I believe the Celtic Cup at the Winterton as well Um, already if they've already got a couple of people out injured then I don't know maybe a heavier scoreline but then again you never really know like, an team, what one's showing up as well so Looking forward to this Saturday's fixture, you, you can't really kind of pick a winner between them two. But yeah, I think it was a good game and I think it's a very good two points for Inverere.
0: Yeah, absolutely. We'll certainly be keeping our eyes peeled to see how that goes in the cap this weekend. Tommy, what do you want to speak about next?
1: Um, Quite a good note for me next um, is Bal Hulish I'm back from the brink. Um, So back from the brink and also back with a bang. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, there's been... Serious talk circulating online that Bala, a historic club, that were on the brink of folding this year due, due to a lack of numbers. Obviously, this is a terif- terrible thing to see. We want to see Shinty gain momentum and new clubs being created, like we've seen mm. the likes of Uddington last year. So, losing Bala Hulu should be a massive blow and probably a step in the wrong direction. But they've managed to get the numbers together uh, and they put their numbers to the test against Ardena Merkin, and it paid off, um, scoring seven. And what seemed like a cracking seven four win for mm-hmm. them, so huge congratulations! And I really hope this is the is kind of the beginning of a trend for them to kind of get the numbers and pick up these victories as well. On the other hand, Arnhemmerken seemingly having a kind of tricky start for life in South one, eh, from what I've seen from Ard from playing against them last year. I think they're a sort of team that if you score four, eh, we'll score five, sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So always a fun game, entertain watch them, but it's not quite clicked so far for them. Um, they have been up against some of the league's top sides, but things are looking much brighter for them because they've now set to hold on. I think they're travelling down to Madagal to take on GMA first in the Celtic mm-hmm. this weekend, then in Benary in the Ballimore, then in again, and then the single in the Single Team Cup before they have the cheat of travelling to Butte <laughs> to take on Butte first in the league. So that's four really tough fixtures for them. So we'll see how they get on, but I think for them it's just a brilliant experience for them playing in South 1 for the first time ever. Um, and hopefully they can pick it up at some point but it might not look like it's going to be these next four fixtures
0: Yeah, yeah, right to point out the the tough run there for Arden American so best of luck to them taking on those games I think, yeah just briefly for me touch on Balahulis you're you're right you know it's great to see them managing to put a team out uh, after the worries that that were obviously identified over the last couple of months Um, really historic club four-time Camina Cup winners and you know I think it's really essential that anyone from the area or beyond who, you know, can lend a hand to Balahulish to get them through this tough sort of period um, does so and, you know, gets involved in the game. Uh, maybe if it is just one last year to to keep them ticking over until they can get some of the younger guys from the high school up and into, into the first team. Uh, this weekend, they've got sort of, I guess, a thankless task of taking on Lockside Rovers. And with the... um. With the Oban Derby obviously off this weekend, that will free up some of the fringe players from yeah. Kamenak to play Lochside um, if they do choose to do that. I mean, you know, I think Lochside are, are, are a good club with good morals. I don't think they're going to stack the team by any means, but um, mm. yeah, it, it's going to be a tough, tough ask for Balahoolish there. But as long as they're getting players out in the pitch and, and the team's ticking over, then, you know, they're, they're having a success considering where we were just a few weeks ago. Exactly. One of the things I want to talk about, and I don't really like, you know, being negative, but it's about the lack of referees. Um Bay and Verness had to go off this weekend, not due to pitch issues, not due to the weather, not due to travel issues, not due to team raising, but because there was no officials available. Now, like I said, I don't really like getting overly serious on the podcast, but the reality is that recruiting and retaining, more importantly, retaining referees is one of the hardest jobs at the Act Association and the hardest jobs for the sport as a whole. Even in just the four years I've been involved at the Act, I've seen a number of referees pack it in and far and away the most common reason, I would say 95% is because of the abuse that the officials can get from players, from coaches, from supporters. So it's no real surprise that we've now ended up in a position where games simply aren't going ahead because of lack of officials. The referees are doing it, you know, for the love of the game. There's there's no glory in, in officiating. The finances are negligible, if they're at all. So you can totally understand how getting grief from folk would put you off. But the one sort of positive note I would say about this is, you know, the culture's not so far gone that it can't be rectified. You know, we're not like football yet. Speak to the officials like they're human and check your mates if they're out of line. And if everyone just followed those two steps, we'd be absolutely fine in terms of retention. Otherwise, I do fear that cancellations are just going to pile up year on year. Tommy, I saw Les stepped in and officiated your game at the weekend. A good referee?
1: Yeah, actually. um, That's the second time we've had Les this season and he's been pretty solid both times. Does he move from the halfway line centre circle? Not really, no. (laughs) but um, He's not made any kind of bad decisions in either game or I'd like to think so anyway. Um, So yeah, it's a positive thing I see. And, And in all honesty across last season there's only like a handful of times you really think right okay that referee's got something horrifically wrong and Mm. I mean none of the times they deserve the amount of abuse they get from the sidelines from players or coaches or whatever so as you said we're not kind of going into football yet um, I think there's still opportunity for us to gain referees and kind of keep the momentum going for that but it all starts with just treating them better it's a, it's 90 minutes of shinty it might feel like the end of the world at, at the time but it's not so fingers crossed we're kind of moving in the right direction with that but yeah to, uh, to see Strasswee and m go off because I know ref is pretty brutal
0: yeah exactly I think you've hit the nail on the head there There will be mistakes of course there will you know it's, it's human error it's yeah. just, just someone just like you might make a mistake in the forward line the referee might make a mistake with a judgment call. You know, you've got split second decision, which we all know. And I think, in, you know, outside the heat of the moment, everyone appreciates that. It's just about making sure that we're keeping that same attitude in the heat of the moment and and sort of helping the referee rather than being a sort of barrier and, uh, and preventing new referees, A, wanting to come in or B, making referees who are currently in, want to leave. But anyway, enough of the negativity, <laughs> Tell me something else you want to talk
1: about. Um... I'll go back to a positive note, and I'll stick with South one again. So sorry for your Premiership or mm. North Shinty fans, uh, but it was great to see Butte first team playing the first game of the season, um, which is we in April now. Um, there's been travel and numbers issues in the previous arraign fixtures, as well as an obvious and needed break due to a bereavement at the club. Mm. But last Saturday, the first finally got the first run about this season away to Kyle's seconds. I mean Kyle's. A team who I think are on the up this year, they'll be first to say that last year did not go their way. A good run of form towards the kind of latter stages of the season with a big win over Tay at the end. cemented um, their place in South 1 again for the season. But I do think they're a team on the up. I think they're getting a little bit more help from the kind of experienced Kylou players are coming back to help. And I think their younger players are just coming up to that age group and they can really impact the game as well. However, I didn't think they had quite enough to get past what I think is a pretty talented Butte side who will have their eye firmly on Glasgow, Madagyle, in Rovers, Aberdour and, of course, promotion. So they'll need to pick up form. They'll need to gain momentum, Butte. But I think once they do, there's going to be some really good fixtures in that league. I'm particularly looking forward to when they meet Aberdour. So I think it'll be a good one. So, yeah, good to see them back.
0: Yeah, definitely. I think I tipped Butte to actually win the division at the start of the year. So, yeah, I'll be keeping everything crossed that they can kick on now and get me those vital, potentially vital five points on kick tip come the end of the season. Just to finish up the wheel of news this week, I want to talk about Badenoch's triumph at Sky. Last time we were on the podcast, we were discussing Lechaber's impressive 2-1 victory over Badenoch. Well, let me tell you, did Badenoch bounce back? Spearheaded by the returning Kirsty Deans, they first vanquished Aberdower 15-0 at the Dale on Saturday past. They beat title rivals Sky 5-0 on the island. Incredible staff, really. We were concerned that Lochaber might have poked the bear, so to speak, when we were chatting about it last time, and that might well prove to be true. Lochaber do still sit top of the division, but Bainoch have a game in hand, which if they win will take them just one point behind. Kirsty Deans deserves a special mention. She scored eight goals in two games for Badenoch, and you have to think that if they can keep her fit, there will be an entirely different prospect. Elsewhere in the division, Lochaber maintained their lead at the top of the division by beating Arden American away five goals to one, with Natalie McDonald hitting a hat trick in that one. While newbies Glenacker held GMA to a one each draw at home, the biggest win of the weekend came for Inverness, who won seven one at Back Park against Aberdour. With five different scorers getting in on the act. So, an exciting weekend of National Division Shinty in the WCA section. And yeah, we'll just have to wait and see if Badenoch can overtake LeCabre, which I'm sure they'll be trying to do. But that triumph against Sky in Sky, considering how um, Sky have performed over the last few years, how closely Sky have run Badenoch over the last few years, I think it's a real sort of signal of intent for Badenoch. I think that's fair to say, Kami.
1: Yeah I'd say so quite, looking, quite liking the look of the league this season um, maybe a free horse race and that um, but I mean that's what a marker that is 5-0 on the island as well especially bouncing back obviously I had the victory against Dower, but yeah I think that'll be a very close race I'm looking forward to when Bader for me to look at it as well so yeah,
0: yeah Absolutely Let's move on to kick tip corner now Firstly, once again, congratulations to Carlaway Bear, who remains top of the tree. I'm sick to death of saying it on (laughs) 125 points. Uh, And also to, I know, know. it's it's shocking really. Uh, And also to Thomas Hendo, 29, who was this week's highest riser, jumping 15 places into 64th. It was a middle of the road week for me with 13 points, but, oh, but I did move above Kami, and move into the top ten, which is oh so sweet, Kami. How did it go for you?
1: I don't think you've looked at the league properly because you moved the level on me to joint tenth eh, above me alphabetically. Yeah, oh, correct. Yeah, that's it's, right.
0: Uh-huh. Ab- <laughs> above you, above you. That's all I'm hearing, Kami. <laughs>
1: Um, yeah, alphabetically, so joint and Um I mean, this is the first week we're still stalemate we, since we started, so it's neck and neck between us currently fighting for a Europa League spot, it seems. Um, but my week, yeah, mostly fine with my week. Six correct results out of a possible nine, but no bang on uh, correct scores has seemingly done me. Um, and looking ahead to the quarter final week, which is this weekend, there's going to be some wild scoring there. So I don't yeah. see much happening for me. I see some correct results happening for me, but I mean, in terms of yeah. picking a scores, I mean, who's calls that. So yeah. yeah, it was okay. How was your week? What, what went wrong for you? What went right for you? Uh,
0: For me, I was shocked to see more drop points against Levitt. You know, yep. Levitt haven't really maybe had the strongest of starts. And obviously, as I mentioned earlier in the pod, Glen getting a win against Lechaber was a shock, but a pleasant one because I think that's really opened up maybe not quite the title race with Kilmally still looking quite good, but it certainly opened up the race for second place. Uh. Other than that, I put too much faith in your side, Strucker Noon. Oh I did think that a team of men would triumph over a second team full of young kids, but of course <laughs> I failed to take into account the fact that you were in the team
1: of men. Young, young kids, it's a game of counting the former camera Cup winners when you play in very second team. <laughs> young kids, I'm not having that at all. <laughs> Yeah, form,
0: former Camden Cup winners. When was the last time Invereri won the Camden Cup, Kami? You've got young kids and pensioners and they're dancing round you on the pitch.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's it. No, that's exactly it. I mean, once you win the Camden Cup, you obviously lose your talent and ability, don't you? <laughs> True.
0: Um, but this week's Kick Tip North 2 is in, along with the National and the Premiership. I would normally say that this will give me an advantage over you, but given the fact I couldn't name the team who was top of the North Division 2 in last week's episode, I'm not so sure. <laughs> would you agree with me that the game of the week in there is probably going to be Holders-Kanussi on the McTavish cap against Lovett?
1: Um, it's debatable. There's a few catch in my eye, including Bule Sky, which will be a cracker, but yeah, two big guns against each other and Kanussi and Lovett probably the game of the week. Love it, proving some doubters wrong in the past few weeks. Um, Beating Comali and then beating Kinlog at home before then holding high flying Newton more to a draw at Balgate. So maybe kind of clicking into that form after mm-hmm. maybe kind of slow start. Home advantages on their side, but I mean, we say it every week, I just fancy King Usy to go mm-hmm. on and win it six goals in the last two games. Maybe a bit too much firepower for a love it side and maybe a struggling up top, even though it is kind of seemingly clicking a wee bit more now. I think it'll be closer than previous encounters, but I'm going to edge, seeing it's in the cup as well, I'll edge, can you see who you got?
0: Yeah, I think maybe the cabbage result was actually the best thing that could have happened to can you, see, you know, yes. early season reminder that you aren't going to have it all your own way, but mm. a reminder that thankfully for them came in the league, so it doesn't quite have that same level of jeopardy, you know, there's time, there's fixtures where they can put that right. Once you're at the top, I guess there is only one way to go and, you know, winning a Grand Slam is the top of the top. But I think if Canici are able to get past Levitt on Saturday, they, they, well, obviously they'll just be one game away from another major final. Looking at the draw, you know, obviously Bulier playing Sky. They could potentially get one of them. They'd fancy their chances against either of those teams. They could potentially face one of Inverness from Maui North Division 1 or Glen Uckert from the Maui National Division who they would probably fancy their chances against. And obviously they'll probably want to avoid Newton Moore should they get through their tie. um, But, you know, looking at those teams, you would think that can you see if they can get past Lovett or vice versa, whoever wins this game will be licking their lips a little bit at the prospect of, you know, maybe a slightly easier semi-final draw than you would typically expect. But I caught up with Roddy Yang to find out what he thought about this weekend's game. I've now been joined by Roddy Young, Maui 2022 Player of the Year and can you see forward? Roddy, how are you feeling about this weekend's game against Levitt in the cottages.com McTavish Cup quarterfinals?
2: I'm obviously looking forward to Saturday. Um, massive game for us. Um, first Cup of the Year uh, quarterfinal, uh, so it's uh, obviously a very important game. Um, I think the, the boys have trained well. We've played well the last couple of weeks, picking up a good couple of results. Um, definitely think there's room for improvement in the performances. Um, probably haven't scored enough uh, out of the chances we've had created, uh, so hopefully we start putting that right. But like I said, the boys have trained well, uh, starting to gather a wee bit more momentum, uh, and we've got key players coming back at the right time. So I think adding all that together, it's kind of quite exciting. Um, looking forward to kind of getting out. It'll be a really tough test, obviously, against uh, Lovett, uh, as you know. But, um, yeah, looking forward to it as a whole.
0: Obviously, as we've mentioned there, it will be Lovett you're playing, a team you're quite familiar with now. What do you think about them?
2: Yeah, we know what to expect from Lovett. Um Obviously, one of the top sides in it, uh, one of the top squads in it as well. Uh, we've obviously played them quite a few times over the last couple of years, more recently, obviously in the in the Camelot final last year. Uh, so we know how good they are uh, and we know what we have to do if we want to come away with a result. Yeah. Um, Especially away from home, it'll be that much harder, but um, I'm, I'm definitely confident in the boys that we can go there and, and take a result away. Um, we just need to do everything right, work hard, uh, do all the simple things, I would say, uh, and hopefully kind of walk away with a, a positive result.
0: I know that you won't want to get ahead of yourself, of course, at this stage, but uh, how confident are you and the club in general that you can retain the cottages.com McTavish cap?
2: Yeah, I'm I'm really confident we can uh, retain it this year. Uh, I think you have to be, especially after winning it last year. You you need to be confident you can do it again. Uh, like I said, we, we enter every competition to win it, uh, and this one's no different. Uh, it's important to us. Uh, we've been training hard, like I said, as well. So we're doing all the right things. Um, so confident, but definitely need to, to, to put in the extra work, uh, the extra shift as well, uh, if we're to, to, to walk away with it this year. Uh, obviously, it'll be tough, everyone. Uh, fighting for the trophy, all there for a reason, all deserve to be in the quarterfinals. Um, so it's we'll have to see what happens. But yeah, confidence, all. Well. Shinty is at the heart of the communities where Mary works and plays. And for 35 years, Mary has sponsored senior Camanachd leagues, the annual National Shinty Awards, and more recently, the Young Persons Development Fund.
1: Whether it's with sponsorship or taking our salmon wagon to cup finals and fueling players and fans with our tasty salmon, we love being part of the Shinty family. So, from throw up to the final whistle, Maui Scotland will continue to work with the Camaruch Association to support our country's most iconic sport.
0: Okay, great to hear from Roddy there. Let's just quickly preview a game. Um, We've been doing it recently where we've been choosing the one that we've sort of struggled or one that's quite close to have a little punt up there. So let's do that again, Cami. Do you want to talk to me about one of the games this weekend?
1: Yeah, well, I've mentioned it earlier. I'm going to go for Beaulieu Sky um, to be the hard one to predict. Sky, touched on earlier, top side, very physical and extremely fit with a fantastic defence, I think. But as I mentioned, possibly lacking a bit of firepower up top this season, whereas Buley, on the other hand, always seemed to find the back of the net. I mean, it's 11 goals from four games so far, which is a fantastic return. Uh, but they are facing a team which did put them to National Division glory last time out, which I'm sure you remember clearly. <laughs> uh, so is there a mental advantage? Who knows? Um, but in saying that, I've actually backed Buley. Um, I think it will come down to narrow margins this game and I think Bewley at home with what I'd imagine being quite a solid support behind them will be enough to swing this one for me but I would not be surprised if Sky come away for victory either but yeah I'll go out in a limb and I'll back Bewley
0: Okay, that's what I like to hear Cami, that's what I like to hear <laughs> um, it's going to be a very tight game that's for sure uh, they've sort of had, had the better of us last year um, draw up in the island uh, and then they beat us in the McTavish I think and then they beat us in the league um, in Bewley, but we knocked them out of the Ballymore. So yeah, you're right to pick up that that is just one of the games that could just go either way. Yeah. So we'll just wait and see and I'll be there, pitch side, uh, soaking it all in. Um, so I'm looking forward to that one this Saturday. But the game I want to talk about is Strathglass glass versus Le I think, you know, you sort of mentioned it earlier on this weekend, there's a lot of games that seem clear-cut teams from different divisions playing each other, et cetera, in the cap. So what I've gone for is a team, uh, a game, sorry, where there's two teams in the same division. It's not necessarily been a fast start for either side, both currently on one point in the table, and there was only three points actually between them last season as well. So they're relatively well matched up, not just this season, but over time. Um, Strathglass are really struggling to score, bargain just once in three games um so I think I think I'm gonna give Lecabre the slight edge here and say that they're gonna come away with both points in what's gonna be a tight game certainly worth remembering though that Strathglass just held leaders Lecabre into a one each draw at the weekend so you know it's by no means a certainty that Lecabre are gonna win here but it's a tough one to call but I'm gonna back Lechaber. okay well, I think that that's as pretty much finished. We'll just end up with a bit of a twist on the traditional okay. quiz. Okay, Kami? Um, so after you embarrassing me the other week, I've decided to do away with the traditional quiz format for a bit. It doesn't really matter. It's not that important, and you can't really learn anything from someone's performance, <laughs> good or bad in it. So instead, <laughs> right. I've got a new twist on that, and basically I'm thinking of a player, Kami. And you have 10 questions to try and guess who the player is. Could be past, could be present. And you can ask any questions you want, objective or subjective, to try and guess who I have got written down in front. If you get it within the 10 questions, you win. If you don't, I win. And basically really easy to play along at home and try and get faster than Kami. Um, So yeah, have a go with that. Kami, obviously, just to clarify some rules, if you guess and it's wrong, that counts as one of your questions.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think so. Um, I've got a couple of other questions before we start. First, I yeah. also feel like this seems like a first date scenario as well. I'm feeling a bit nervous. But secondly, <laughs> um, so it's not just like it needed to be yes or no question. I can pretty much ask you anything.
0: You, you can ask anything you want and I will answer it to the best of my ability. Now, bear in mind, you know, Shinty isn't, the same as football in that there's sort of encyclopedic knowledge out there on every single player so don't ask me what colour boots they wear or, or something like that yeah. I'm not going to be able to answer that but um, yeah a bit
1: yeah. wasted one right okay okay.
0: and if it falls flat on its face at least everyone listening can laugh at us for coming up with an awful feature
1: right well okay I'll, I'll stick to a couple of yes or no questions to begin with to set me off right um, so is this player past or present?
0: okay good first question this player is present
1: present right okay and avoiding you continuing this anti-woman rhetoric you've created for me over the past few weeks <laughs> does this player play in the unisex leagues
0: this player does play in the unisex league right
1: okay good avoided that one there that was good Still yeah. right okay that's yeah. two questions done and I've got eight left right yeah. does this player play in the Maui Premiership this player
0: does play in the Maui
1: Premiership. It's cracking start. Well, it? well, I mean, a long way to go. Right, okay. So plays in the No, Maui no, Premiership. you're getting
0: cocky. You're getting
1: cocky. Stick with it, come It's a cracking start. <laughs> <laughs> um, is this player a defender or a goalkeeper? There you go.
0: This player is not a defender or a
1: goalkeeper. Okay. Six remaining. You're going for going for glory, You're going for someone as a forward or a midfielder. Now it's where. Okay, does this does this player play in Badenoch?
0: No, this player does not play in Badenoch.
1: Right, okay, okay. I'm nervous, right? <laughs> so five <have> questions left. <laughs> Half, halfway Doesn't through already, we? I know, but I've got it narrowed down a wee bit. Right, okay. Um is this player a north player?
0: This player is not a Norse player.
1: Oh, oh, I've got that narrowed down. So that's, right, okay, so a forward or midfielder, I've got four to, left. Yeah, it's, um, it's either Oban, Kyles or GMA. Right, okay.
0: Was that a question?
1: Um, no, no, I'm speaking out loud. <laughs> at the okay, okay. probably for the best, considering
0: we're doing a podcast, actually. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'd rather speak silently. Um, does this player play up front for Oben Camaricht?
0: This player does not play up front for Oben Caminucht.
1: I think that was a terrible question. I think I could have, I could be doing something a lot more obvious to kinda of get me there. <laughs> so how many is that three questions left? You've got
0: three questions left, yeah. So you can use the three questions and then you get after your ten questions you get one guess. Or if you want to guess that uses up a question as well, if that makes
1: sense. Right, okay. Is this player uh midfielder?
0: This player is not a midfielder.
1: Okay, so we've got a forward for Kyle's or GMA. With two questions remaining, right? I um, oh. see, I want to be dramatic and leave it for the last one, so I just go <laughs> one guess and then I've got it. Uh, does this player play for Kyle's Athletic?
0: This player does play for Kyle's Athletic.
1: Oh, here we go. Here we go, right. Kyle's forward... Is this player Roddy McDonald?
0: This player is Roddy McDonald, yes. yes.
1: <laughs> was that by on question 10 as well? Oh, uh,
0: yeah, that was 10, right on the 10. The money shot, very good.
1: For the record, oh. I know people listening do not kind of have the same sort of tension and excitement I was building up for that. They're just like, hurry up and get <laughs> to the end of that. But no, I'm, I'm buzzing with that. That could have been either way, that could have been horrifically wrong for me.
0: Yeah, to be fair, when you were when you're round about question five, I was thinking, I think I'll be okay here. It's not really a narrowed match down at all. Um, but yeah, um, I suppose it being south in Premiership, then you're just left with two teams.
1: If it was yeah. a north forward in the Premiership, I probably would have been done for there considering the options available. But yeah, I'll take that. Happy days.
0: Okay. Very good, Kami. Uh I think that was a bit of fun. Of I certainly enjoyed it. I would have enjoyed it more if you didn't get it, but you did. <laughs> um so yeah, we'll we'll try that again next week, I think. But all that's left for me to say today
1: is thanks very much for joining me. Thanks again, mate. Cheers.